Dottie doesn't like this one. No. I think it's derivative. <laughs> of what? <laughs> I know. I'm just a dog. <laughs> We're going to go read Atlas Shrugged again. <laughs> she would. She's so pretentious. Yes. Welcome, Andy. <laughs> Welcome, Anna. To it, the same position we've been sitting right. in all day. I know. Uh, we've been uh, we've been doing a weird welcoming each other as if we're. Oh, I didn't see well, yeah. you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hello, person. Yeah, like Mister Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of. Um, that would be a terrible Mister Rogers. We have been hanging out together all day, so. Yeah. Unless you've been working. Another lovely day. Yeah. It's so nice out today. It is. Uh, we, we, got a, we got a little bit of a chance to um, stretch our eight legs collectively. Yeah. Dottie's walk today. Yep. Oop, I almost said, oh, she almost heard me say that word. Oh, yeah. No, no, that no, would have no. been bad. Um, so welcome to Homebound Happy Hour. Episode 48. 48. We've yeah. been at it almost, uh, well, no, just about a year, huh? Yeah, it was like a year yesterday, I think. Um, in case you weren't aware, <laughs> um, we've been in quarantine for an entire year. There's been a global pandemic. It's maybe news to you, but... Um, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's not news. We should all like, be aware. What? <laughs> yeah. Unless you're already a hermit, in which case, right. carry on. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we've done 48 of these, well, 47, this is the 48th one, and uh, we've featured many a drink, mm -hmm. but we haven't really talked about wine. No. And we enjoy, we drink a lot of it. Mm -hmm. We do. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, I guess we had... Uh, given it a little bit of a break just because we were when we were doing strict no car you know lo low carb oh carb. yeah uh, but um, because we were trying to get as much stuff delivered uh, to mm -hmm. us did not have to go to the stores I I found quite a few places that would deliver wine so I figured what a better time to uh, to get back into um, a lovely, a lovely vice. The tastings. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would uh, embark on a wine tasting journey with you all, and we did a little promo video, um, mm -hmm. just sort of talking about what we're doing and why we're doing it. So yeah, um, we went over a couple of options that we ended up landing on this one. Um, we we thought about oh, if we just got wine from one vintner, one proprietor. And then got like a few different kinds. Um, but then we nixed that. We tried maybe like the idea of like doing one region, like specific area to get wine and then like get like a couple different kinds. Yeah, yeah, like all Napa. Um, or just like a grab bag of different kinds. And I just felt like that would be too chaotic. Mm -hmm. So we landed on doing one varietal, which is the grape type. Um, we chose Malbec for that. And then from six different regions around the world. So, um, 
Now, if we didn't mention it in the video, which we might not have, um, or you didn't watch the video, uh, we would like to offer a disclaimer that we are not, in fact, wine experts. Not even close. So the information <laughs> is purely uh, opinion. Yep. And just our personal um, take or observations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we probably, we, we're not going to quote unquote, hey, hey there, there it is, quote, quote unquote. unquote. Uh, I, I haven't done one today and I'm no, surprised. that was the whole day. Um, I might have done, I might have done air quotes earlier in one of my work meetings, but, <laughs> um, oh God, uh, but, uh, yeah, we totally lost my train of thought because I didn't quote unquote. <laughs> Uh, no, we wanted, this, we wanted this to be um, to be fun and maybe educational. So this yeah. isn't designed for wine experts. Yeah, um, I mean, pick it apart if you want to, but just know going in, we don't care what you think about our expertise because we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I'm a self-taught wine enthusiast, I guess you'd enthusiast say. Enthusiast is expert. perfect. Well, and it, the funny thing about that, though, is there is a... So we say we're enthusiasts, not experts, but there is a publication called Wine Enthusiast, which is... For wine experts. Well, yeah, it's wine <laughs> expert. Okay. That's a little confusing. Um, but I didn't really understand a lot about wine when I started drinking it. I, I had some things. I knew there was something... Um, having to do with dry wine and I didn't really understand what dry meant and you know no idea how to pick a wine or or how to do anything so like a lot of people the first couple that I tried I, I didn't care for um oh ooh, that was nice that's that we should change that to or like our transition music <laughs> to, to just cork uh, cork or like the the pouring the sparkling wine bottle um so anyway but I finally came across something that I liked and I started to sort of self-teaching myself what what that was like and as I talked about in the video um, I found what I liked and saw oh that's a Tempranillo I really like Tempranillos but oh there are other places that make Tempranillo yeah let me try those and I kind of went from there and then I found one that I really liked and I said oh well this this uh Vintner, uh, which is a winemaker, makes other things too. Maybe I'll like a Pinot Noir. Maybe I'll like a, a Cabernet mm -hmm. Sauvignon. Uh, and right. That's... And we talked about Francis Coppola, who makes a lot of different yep. varietals. Varietals. My personal favorite being the Sophia, the sparkling. Right. That comes in the pink cellophane. Oh, yeah. It's um, so, or in a can. So, again, we don't mean to condescend, but we also want to want to educate so if you're unfamiliar varietal uh just means the type of grape and therefore the type of wine so that's right cab chard chardonnay pinot grigio pinot noir right etc etc Riesling. So they're they're all different kinds of grapes and and they're different than table grapes and like the, the grapes that we buy and eat in right. the uh, in the store a little bit there also did not know that until i was a little bit older right i yeah. thought uh i would just eat if I ate too many actual grapes, I would get drunk. Oh, baby, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, something we had talked about earlier, um, but amongst ourselves, is the fact that, like, both of us were kind of probably way too old 
when we realize that when people say tasting notes and say like essence of like cherry or vanilla or sandalwood, that those things aren't actually in the wine. Right. Which neither of us knew until ashamedly <laughs> later in life. Right. Yeah. It's uh, so. Why would they put tobacco in this? Or <laughs> <laughs> old boots? Odd. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you, anytime Leather. you have a new, a new um, especially newer, um, usually American winemakers, um, some of them will give you a little, a little hint, a little mm-hmm. cheat note, or one of Andy's wine hacks. Um, Read the label, kids. Yeah, they they'll put suggestions, and those flavors come out when during the the wine making process, basically. So it's chemical reaction when when wine turns uh, good and alcoholy, um, and based on how how it's stored and and all that other stuff, the the place that the grapes are grown, like the climate, the temperature, uh, the region, those all have an effect on the flavors and those things that you pick up. And like anything else, you know, all of our, um, I guess, palates are different. So what you may get from tasting the same wine might be different than what I get. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Andy tends to like the drier. Right. And I like the more like fruit forward types so um or i'm totally unpredictable oh yeah wait well, i haven't been able to figure that one out like that's gonna, yeah like he'll he'll think i'm gonna like something and then i'll taste it and i'm like nah. <laughs> and then he'll think it's that yucky, it'll be yeah. too dry and i'll be like oh i love it yeah so i'm so on un- i i think my palate changes from day to day so i don't uh, i do have a, like a decent tasting palate though I yeah I, flavors I think and things i think it's great um very very um, appropriate, uh, especially when we're like doing foods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we have a little our little produ- uh, producer production assistant here. Dottie. Looks like she needs something, so um, maybe we take a little break and then get yeah. into some wine tasting. I'll get my monocle and ascot on for yes. the wine tasting. <laughs> I have my elongated um, Sherlock Holmes style yeah. pipe. Say say une peep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever that thing is. We'll be right back. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, buckle in, buckle up. Yeah. Buckle out. We're gonna go to some different countries hands, right now. Hands, uh, hands and feet inside the car at all times. Yep. Um, let's go on some wine tasting. So. Um, let's go to France. Let's we, go to France uh, first. Yeah, we're going to go all over the place. If we, if you didn't see the video, uh, or if you did and um, you forgot, what we decided to do this week is we went the route of uh, of tasting Malbecs from different regions. Mm-hmm. And so Malbec is an interesting varietal. It's one of our favorites. Yeah, um, I love Malbec. And it's produced in different regions, but it's pre- predominantly produced in um, the Mendoza region of Argentina. It's like their signature wine type or, or varietal. Uh, yeah, that, so was, that we, was where most of them were from when we looked up ones to try today. So we have uh, one of those, but we also have um, one from Chile, one from France, one from Australia. And California. And California. So what are we starting with? Uh, the French. Ah. It is uh, called 
Georges Vigereau, the 2018, um, kind of a high percentage of alcohol, it's 14.5. And the, uh, the tasting notes on the back said, serve with red meats, cheeses, and all types of aperitifs. Yeah. So there are some common associations uh, with, with wines and food. And, and again, if, if you really want to explore this further, there's plenty of, of, uh, of information out there about wine pairings and tasting. I always like to, uh, <laughs> I always like to um, just go with the rule of just drink what you like. You know, if you want uh, a sweeter wine with the, with the New York strip steak, Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. no Why judgment. Uh, so you're probably going to hear us say some some things and some terms that may sound a little, uh, I don't know, nonsensical or uh, or wine snobby or wine snobby, and yeah. we don't mean that. We don't mean to be that way. It's just what as we've gone to different tastings and uh, the times I've watched the movie Sideways, uh, picked up a few things uh, and. Some of it is just, I guess, more of a nuance to that particular wine, and it's for experts and sommeliers to be able to identify the wines. They have to take this crazy test where they basically blind guess six wines, like down to the region, the producer, the varietal, the year. Uh, so, crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Sorry. It's... It is uh, a lot of work for them. A lot them. of work, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a French uh, Malbec. I, you know, in a perfect world, I would have 10 matching wine glasses, mm -hmm. but we don't. We have a few matching wine glasses, but I decided to not only use Post-its today to help identify the wines, but choose different glasses that I felt were appropriate for the the region. So today we're drinking the French Malbec out of some rustic little jelly jars. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. This is, yeah, it's really opened up. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like had a little cheat sip a little bit earlier of this one and it was much, much drier, but now it now it seems to have kind of mellowed out so after when, being open up, uh, opened up. So when we say open up, um, when when you open a bottle of wine, um, you know, and, and it it's sort of sealed in there, and once it hits the air, it starts to interact with the air because this is all a a chemical process. Uh, so the flavor changes um, the longer it's open and time it has to interact with the air. Um, and I'm sure you know this if you've ever opened a bottle of wine and then put the cork back in and a few days later tried to drink it again. It's and just it's straight just, up balsamic vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. No. Um, and it's not that, um, you know, the 10 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever, but it does sort of bring out some, some of the other things. So when, when people talk about um, flavors and I guess the notes, uh, one of the mm -hmm. primary things they associate with wines are are the fruit flavors, Fruit Loops. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is a very Fruit Loopy wine, and typically your darker berries and darker fruits are associated with 
with wines like these, the drier wines, Malbec, mm -hmm. Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, and then your lighter or redder berries, like raspberries, strawberries, those, those flavors are associated with things like Merlot and Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. um, but again, this, this differs sometimes drastically from, from region to region just because of different climates. Uh, so I'm getting... Like I get a little bit of the... I'm going to say like the, the raspberry, the cherry, mm -hmm. that kind of tangy almost fruit. And that's... Slightly underripe cherry. I feel like that's like French too because a lot mm -hmm. of the wines in my experience that we've tried from France have had that like bright tartness to mm -hmm. it. And I don't know if that's just a coincidence or because other wines are tart too, mm -hmm. but it could very well be like the weather conditions during the harvest and right. all that stuff. But, um, you know, for me, I personally felt that this one was on the drier side and I got like notes of cranberry and like maybe like bitter chocolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like not rich chocolate, but like very like dark chocolate. I get that um, one of the last tastes that come up is just that earthy texture, a little, mm -hmm. almost, almost like dirt-like. I mean, it doesn't taste little, like dirt. A little but grit. Yeah, a little bit of a grit. And I think, I find that in, in a lot of French wines. So how appropriate to be drinking out of rustic jelly jars. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we, shall we cross the border? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, um. Ease on down the road, as they say in, in <laughs> the whiz. Finish that there up. Yeah, finish it. We're not going to finish five bottles of wine tonight. <laughs> Just, I mean, we're we're luscious, but we're not that bad. Plus, red wine is good for you. Doctors say it all the time. That's why I follow my doctor's advice, and I have a bottle of wine a day for the antioxidants. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a glass of wine. Oh, shit. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, then that's that's even better. I'm yeah, healthier. You're extra antioxidized. <laughs> um, All right. So our next one is... Is this the, the one from Mendoza, Argentina? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So this is... This is who's known for who's, Malbec's, yes. pretty much. Um, this one I put in a clink. Um, in like an appropriate wine glass. <laughs> um, and I do, I took a picture of our little tasting area that I set up for us earlier. Um, I did not polish the glasses for the photo though. And my bad. Andy was going to say something and then he was like, I'd rather drink the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the wine's more important. Um, I see I'm getting like more of the darker berries on this one, like the currant and the black cherry. Yeah, there's a little more spice to this as well. Um, what does, I was going to what I was going to say is that Anna mentioned this was in a like a proper wine glass and and again, like I, whatever you want to drink wine in is <laughs> fine. If it you know, I, I have I did, I've never owned proper wine glasses until like this year. I have drunk wine out of an aluminum can, so I'm Me too, the gonna, Sophia. 
Right. Champagne comes in a can, but it's not champagne. No, I mean like I emptied out a can of soda and <laughs> poured wine from a box into it so as to conceal what was it like oh, they I did see. in sunny Philadelphia. Wow. Um, but the reason that it matters to some people having a proper wine glass is it has a lot to do with the shape. The aeration. Um, you you typically don't fill a wine glass all the way up to the top. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not supposed to, but we do. If, right. If you're in the tasting or whatever. Uh, and that's because, again, uh, the wine interacts with with the air. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it it helps you to unleash its, <laughs> unleash the power of the wine. <laughs> I have gotten in very much the habit in the last like year since we've been like tasting at home and all that of like swirling the Mm -hmm. wine in the glass because i like i personally like my wine fairly aerated Mm -hmm. but you can buy like little stoppers to put in your and andy has some of those in our kitchen like a little aerator so it like automatically aerates the wine for you as you're pouring it which is pretty cool um and you know because science but also like you can decant your wines too we tend not to do that Mm -hmm. We don't even have a decanter, I don't think. I don't think so. And all that is is just pouring pouring wine into a container so that it will will aerate and sit outside yeah, and of open the, up, the bottle. Yeah. Basically. So this one, I mean, it's got nice color to it and it does have like some some legs on it, which is like the way that it streams down the side of the glass. Um but it like Andy said, it has like a little hint of spice, and this is called the uh, Piatelli Reserve, and that is a 2019 Argentinian Malbec. Let's see if there's any tasting notes on the bottle. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but the the year is uh, is significant just because that's the year that the the grapes were harvested in and the wine was produced. So if it was a, a really dry year, like there wasn't that much rain or there is a lot of rain or, you know, anything, anything that may have happened affects how the the grape turns out. And so that affects the flavor. So if you, again, we don't collect wine. Like we don't, we don't have bottles sitting there just for show. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we, we drink we it, it as drink we buy it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but not fancy. it would, if you wanted to explore that, you could, you know, buy a, you know, something that came out this year and then save it, store it. And then, uh, when the next year vintage comes out of that same exact wine, you mm-hmm. buy that and then compare the two and see if there's a difference. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. So that is wine number two. Uh, there are not tasting notes on the back, but I will say is also a 14.5%. So it's a little up there. And some, I don't know, I, from watching the um, the documentary, the Psalm documentary, uh, sometimes, like, that's not a good thing, like, the alcohol. <laughs> like, yeah. like I said in the video, I was like, yeah, hey, if you're if you're drinking for a purpose, yeah, then, right. you know, <laughs> that, the higher the number, the better, right? But uh, sometimes they, they, they criticize... Um, especially American winemakers for adding too much alcohol to wines. Right. And they did say that in one of the movies. I mm-hmm. think it was the second one. 
Um, we watched all three of the Psalm documentaries. And uh, I will say, so like the first one is basically like the road to getting their master sommelier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it focuses on like these these five dudes. And then the uh, the second one's more about like the actual making of the wine mm-hmm. and the process of that. And then the third one is <clears throat> more about like distributing. So like how to get your name out there as a vintner, like how to how to successfully become a like a wine seller. And what I found interesting that they said in that third one is that like they were they were showcasing the wine of of a man who is a master sommelier and what they said was that's very very uncommon for a psalm to become a a winemaker. Mhm. And it's because like their taste buds change. Like something that a psalm likes is not something that we're gonna like, because they're gonna like the dirtier, grittier, like earthier things that like I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. Yeah, it seems like they're they're really excited about like uniqueness and and you know things like that or and skill. You know, I guess skill in terms of like what went into producing the wine instead of. And they make the point in the documentary. They're like, when you're when you're a sommelier in a restaurant, you wanna you wanna give people what tastes good to them, right? And so a lot of times that's different. And you know, like like we've said before, what we weren't all along, like find something you like, drink it, and if you want to drink that and only that with everything, do it. Go nuts. Um, well, someone requires urgent attention. Uh, oh, Dottie's ready for some attention right now. We so will be right back. Two down, three to go. Three to go. All right. And there we go. Helps when you turn the microphone on. I feel like usually. that always happens to one or both of us. <sighs> so we're back. We're back. And we are going to... Argentina's neighbor. Chile. So this is in like a tiny glass, so we can't really swirl right. it around or anything. Um, it's a red, but this one's like a, it's a lighter color, I feel like. It's a little more. I think it's a little bit lighter than. More uh, transparent than the others. And that doesn't necessarily tell you anything about the wine. It's no. Just, just the know. grape and the skins. Um, I think. More quality produced wines will be will be um, like it, they're clear in the sense of that there's not a lot of sediment or mm-hmm. grit in them, and that, unfortunately that's what you get sometimes with the with the cheaper wines. They're, they're just um, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a little murkier. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Like that place we went. <laughs> oh, god. oh god, there was like a small little tiny winemaker in a. Yeah. It's like a strip mall. They definitely should have done the, you know, just just because you can make wine doesn't mean you should. Yeah. It's like her ex-husband gave her a bunch of money and mm-hmm. that's how she, yeah, it was terrible. Um, oh. Mm. This is lovely. This is an Anna wine. Mhm. There's really? often so like there's wines and I'll identify and I'll be like this is an Andy wine. But this so, is an Anna wine right here. So this doesn't punch me in the face with with fruit flavor. Mhm. Uh, but it's really I do, smooth. I get that. Um, I always describe it as like a rubber texture, so a smokiness, I guess. 
Like, I mean, it does sound very appetizing. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> like, if people are not I'm just familiar like nodding, with like, wine uh-huh. tasting, they're like, hey, you're all wasting your money. Like, just go get <laughs> what you need to do. Just go get you <laughs> a box of Franzia. This is really good. I really like this, yeah. This is an Anna wine for sure. I'm getting like the like the black cherry mm-hmm. or, you know, a little plummy fig. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Fig. Tastes like grapes. <laughs> that is that's my joke that I've done at every wine tasting I've ever been to. Uh-huh. Mm, that's the essence of grape. That's like when I was talking about my uh my most common Baskin Robbins jokes from when I worked at Baskin Robbins. Yeah, it's just like that. I'm sure no one else makes those uh, <laughs> makes those jokes at the. So we've gone to a couple of different wineries, um, mm-hmm. like to our tasting. Obviously, in unprecedented times, not not yeah, not recently. Yeah, uh, but we've been to uh, Temecula, which is yeah, that was like our mini honeymoon. Yeah, because we didn't have a full one. Um, fun fact, another Andy's Wine Hacks, uh, the Embassy Suites, uh, there in Temecula, um, if you don't know about Embassy Suites, I don't know if they do it now, though, uh, but they have a, an evening reception that's free, um, so like an evening happy hour, uh, but at that particular one in Temecula, they have Temecula wines available. Oh. For free. Is that where we stayed? That is where we stayed. We didn't go to that though. Did yeah, we? we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you know we it's went not to like five wineries that day. I know we were, we were probably yeah. And we ended up with a terrible wine at dinner. Yeah, because we didn't know what we were what we were <laughs> picking. Um, so if you, that's another thing. That's a good thing to bring up is is picking wine at a, a restaurant and as someone who's worked in there, uh, what do you? What do you? What tips do you offer to um, select a wine? For me personally, I like I as a consumer tend to go for like the one that's just more expensive than the cheapest one, mm-hmm. like two or three above the cheapest one, and that that's going to be pretty safe because like the highest, the most expensive, I can't afford that mm-hmm. unless it's like a real splurge, like super special occasion or someone else is buying. Um, that so like that like go like a good middle range like two to three higher than the cheapest one and you'll probably find something pretty decent right but as a server of course i'm gonna try to upsell you Mm. but (laughs) i will still be honest with you too and i don't know if other servers are the same way but for the most part like we don't always know the wines we're selling Mm -hmm. i happen to know all of the ones i was selling and so i was like a pretty good like accurate okay well you're eating salmon you wouldn't think so but this pinot noir actually pairs great with the fattiness of your salmon mm-hmm. so try that perhaps um or you know uh, like a joke andy's made before like yeah if you want a steak and a riesling get a steak and a riesling mm-hmm. you know like no one's gonna judge you yeah Unless you're well, in no, some, like some a super are, upscale place that crumbs your table. Some people are going to ju- judge you, but, yeah. but you know, as, as my mom would we say. We are not those people. <laughs> you know, my mom and her um, coping advice through all of life's challenges was just don't pay attention to them. They're probably just jealous. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, 
Your mom has such a good heart. I love the sentiment and where it comes from, but... Um, Never able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't, let it, can't let it go. <laughs> Uh, so which wine would you like next, Andy? Um, so let's, I'm actually curious because I don't think I've ever had, uh, this varietal and region combination before. Mm. So I'm very curious about, uh, the Australian Malbec. Um, True right. Now, Australian is, produces all types of wines, but you're probably most familiar or have come across a Shiraz. Uh, which is... Is that exclusive to Australia? No. No, no, no. Not at all. But it's... Like it's, the yellowtail? Yeah. And that's because of the like extreme dry climate that they have there. Uh, so like South Africa is also a, a big region for uh, Shiraz, uh, which is similar to Syrah. It's, I think it's this either very close or if not the same grape. Yeah. I don't like those usually. Yeah. Um, um, they have the prettiest labels though, which is so disappointing because I'm like, oh, I want that one. It's so pretty. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, nope, I hate it. Um, so those tend to usually be very, very earthy and very, t at least the ones that I've tried. Um, dry. If you, Andy wine. Yeah. If you, um, if you're familiar with, uh, Yellowtail, you've probably seen it quite a bit, um. Nothing wrong with Yellowtail. No shade. It's, it's on mm -hmm. the lower end. It's a, it's consistent. The thing about cheaper wines, too, is they're consistent. So, you know, you're, Charles you're, Shaw, you're not going to get... Charles Shaw, your two-buck Chuck. Um, but their Shiraz is probably their most popular. But they do make a ton of other varietals. They have a lot. And, uh, and probably, blends, too. I mean, I don't know, but that's probably Australia's biggest vineyard. At least producer. Got to yeah. be, right? Well, yeah, because it's super famous. Um, it's yeah, the, so the Paris Hilton. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an embassy suites in Australia. Right? <laughs> There's got to be. Uh, all right, let's try the right. Australian wine, and hopefully we're not drunk enough that Andy does his accent for us today. Oh, or no. hopefully we are. <laughs> and so, well, I'll, I'll get to oh, I'll get to some handy tips in there. The, uh, so something fun that Andy and I do when we drink wine is we always, like, you know, swirl swirl it around in the glass. We we smell it, but we always cheers with each other mm -hmm. before we try one for the first time. That's just like our little our little thing we do. The the bouquet on this the nose is intense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That was not what I was expecting at all. That's yeah, good. so sometimes you'll find that the the smell of the wine or the, the nose, the yeah. nose, the bouquet, is so not representative of what it tastes like, and I mm. feel like that's the case with this one. It is it is so mellow and smooth tasting, mm -hmm. but the smell is like punches you right in the fucking face. Mm -hmm. You'll also when people are describing wine flavors. Uh, and and notes, uh, you'll hear floral things like, oh, this is there's a little bit of lavender, there's some some violet. Yeah. Or... I was trying to think of a non-smelly <laughs> flower. I was like some poppy, but like no. hints of baby's breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit of field daisy. It doesn't smell like anything. 
Don't eat flowers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless they're edible. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one's good. Um, it's really good. So again, we're not drinking entire bottles of wine. Um, I don't know about you, Andy. <laughs> but uh, this is a, a collective and an Andy or a homebound happy hour wine hack. Yeah. Um, you can purchase, uh, what's the particular product that we got? Vinovac. Vinovac. Or no, vac, like Vacuvine. So if you just... That's what it is. I think you, you could probably go on uh, Amazon or your favorite retailer and just search they for... They have them at Costco and like, stuff too. Like wine, air, some, usually just those two words. A vacuum. Yeah, wine, air, vacuum or whatever. Cost Plus World Market has a bunch. And what that does is, um, unless, if you don't plan to finish an entire bottle of wine in one sitting, um, that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, you only have maybe, <laughs> maybe a day to finish that before it turns into that, that vinegary mm -hmm. thing. But if you use one of these uh, wine vacuums, it's simple. They come with these little rubber stoppers. Mm -hmm. uh, you put that in there and then you just like reverse pump, like suck the air mm -hmm. out of it. And, uh, like cartoon TNT, like when they do the bomb in the cartoon, <laughs> yeah. just like pump it out. Um, also, like they use them at restaurants mm -hmm. to keep the wine fresh because unless you're the place I used to work and we'd throw them out every day. Right. I, um, that's another thing about ordering wine in a restaurant is a lot of times you, you can get them by the glass or, um, or by the bottle and and just for me like I I'm probably get if I'm gonna get one I'm probably gonna get a bottle but if yeah, I'm unless gonna, you want to do like around the world if I'm gonna get a glass and I I don't insist on it but if it's gonna be a newly opened bottle then I'll get the glass or unless it's something that's you know maybe a little less expensive that like I said is consistent that will keep for a while yeah. Um, because, you know, they... If it comes in a box. <laughs> right. That's already... There's... Hey, that's pre-vacuum sealed. So yeah. So no judgment. No judgment. Mm -hmm. There are some some very serviceable boxed wines. The Black Box Like lately, yeah, in the last few years. You the, taught me that, that they're decent. The Target brand. Uh, Surprisingly good. Yeah. I mean, fuck your life the next day, but... <laughs> Well, that's if we... Everything comes with a hangover when it comes to wine for me. Well, if you don't do what we do, which is drink the... Because that's the other thing. Is that <laughs> is, it's a slippery slope when you can't visually see how much... Yeah, that's uh, true. How much you've consumed. You're kind of doing the whole Indiana Jones uh, idol yeah. thing, like trying to figure Hopefully out... Hopefully the well, weight's right. Uh, that's only... We've only had about what's equivalent to two glasses. <laughs> Remember that that box is four bottles of wine in there. So it's like, oh, we only drank half of it. You're probably not. You're probably close to being unconscious <laughs> like, after that. All right. All I right. guess let's mosey on over to our uh, state of California where we live. So does this is this our fifth one? This is the fifth. This oh, the... you know what? I would be remiss if I didn't kind of describe the bottle from oh, yeah. Australia. Um, it is... That's a year eyesight. Uh, Venatius Angel. is what it's called. Voodoo Moon. Malbec 2018 from Margaret River. And the percentage is, again, 14.5. Mm -hmm. These are all pretty high. 
I want to say Malbecs lately especially have been higher alcohol. And the, the Chilean, which I didn't describe, um, is a 13.5. So that's probably the least. And then, oh, and I had said plum, right, on the right. Chilean? It says plum on the back of the bottle. Oh, good for you. Look at you. Nice. Sometimes my palate is dead on. You you do have a good, in general, it's palate. It's a cute occasion. Oh, and then the, the final wine, California, uh, famous winemaker francis coppola the, well he's famous for other reasons he's famous for... as directing but his right. wines are great too this is a 2017 it's a label i would have picked because it's a pretty bottle with the blue yeah um and it is a 14.1 this one i will keep my mouth shut on the back of the bottle until we taste it See, now that's a wine glass sound that I like. Mm -hmm. This is called a bubble wine glass. This is my favorite. It's just that big, round, kind of obnoxiously large mm -hmm. wine glass. Like, in Dead to Me, like they had all this big... It's a fishbowl. That's exactly why I like mm. it. Another phrase you might hear is, like, mouthfeel. Um, I don't care for that, personally. <laughs> but this one is, like, really silky. Mm -hmm. It's it is it has a nice mouth feel. I um I hate myself for saying it honestly, and I haven't thought it in years. This has something uh, I don't know. Well, Maybe this is the like I'm I'm getting some kind of something something like maybe currant or like licorice or something something like that. Definitely in that we I completely agree. Um. It says velvety on the back, lush velvety flavors, plums, black cherry, and cassis. So cassis is maybe what you're getting, that spiciness. Is that what the what now? It's like, um, isn't cassis is like a, oh no, now I can't think of it. Like anise, right? So it's like, um, <laughs> oh, like the, the <laughs> little, the little herby thing that you throw in like sangria that's shaped like a star. Okay. Or like clove is a similar Gotcha. Oh yeah, okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. This is so this would be like maybe something with a little this bit of like a tobacco. A tobacco. This is like a Christmas dinner wine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good, that's nice. I'm getting good. the plum. I'm getting like the the heavy dark fruit. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. Um, I'm surprised I like it because it's such like a name brand kind of thing, and I'm yeah. But the good thing about that is that it's it's widely available. Yeah. As as opposed to the other ones that, um, I uh, well that that's five. Um, should we that's, take a little break and then? Uh, that's all come of them. Back with yeah, we'll talk about up, our favorites. Wrap up notes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we've tasted five wines today. We've been around the world, and I, 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 I. <laughs> um, so uh, hopefully um, that was semi-informative. Yeah, so uh, without being yeah, like snobby in any way. Um, it's kind of I use the car analogy 
said it either on the video and or earlier in the podcast, but um, I don't know. I think that's a good one. I mean, again, again it's, it's what you that get. That was on what, the video. There's, there is some truth to the you get what you pay for. Um, you know, if you spend $60,000 or more on a car, it's probably going to be a good car, just like if you spend $60 or more on a wine, it's probably going to be a good wine. Now, with that, though, I will say, if you don't like, you just don't like dry red wines, then obviously, like, that, then it doesn't matter. Then right. you don't, obviously, you That's don't like spend $60, yeah. but... Like, I'm not going to like a Shiraz. You don't have to feel bad about, you know, not having a, a refined palate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think one of the things, uh, maybe one of the, I don't know, wine doesn't have to be, like, as exclusive or, um, I don't know. I think something, like, Complicated, I've... I guess. I've struggled with like my whole life is when they reference wine on TV, I always picture it all tasting like bright and airy and delicious like Pinot. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why I gravitate towards Pinots or maybe my predilection for Pinots is why I picture that. But, you know, like on Game of Thrones when they're drinking wine, I'm like, oh, I bet it's Pinot Noir. Yum. (laughs) Like or sweeter reds but i don't like sweet reds that's the thing like i don't like the fruit wines all the time right um like the blackberry merlot or whatever you're gonna find at the grocery store but if you like that drink what you like right um and there's a whole so uh we always not we always um we try to leave you with uh with tips and um resources i guess for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. to explore on your own so one of the ones that i use frequently um is is a site called wine folly and they have it's just winefolly.com but they have a lot of uh, like good advice like just breaking it down for you like what is wine you know what what are varietals what why does vintage matter which which we've tried to mention here but uh, if you want to to get a little bit of a more of an introduction to that um they've got lots of neat tools that they sell so like you know charts color tasting charts and things like that um but you could probably find similar things on like pinterest or you know just doing a google search that you can just download for free yeah there's resources everywhere when it comes to wine because like it's very trendy right now to mm-hmm. like wine. It's like mommy juice, right. like that whole <laughs> right. is that annoying. Mommy juice. There's yeah. the name of the uh, there's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> mommy juice. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I wanted you to pick a favorite out of the five oh, that we favorite. tried. So I ooh, if I had to pick a favorite, and uh, so this this turned out I did, I've never tried any of these wines before and. Uh, this turned out exactly the way I wanted it to because they're all they're so all different. They're all so different. Um, so I don't know. I think my favorite, like if I had to pick one to drink for the rest of the night. And you do. Uh, or we'll pick two. <laughs> right. We each get one, right? Yeah. Um, I'll probably go with the Chilean. 
to be honest. That's my favorite. Well, that can't be your favorite because that I'm because we need two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, if not that, I I was pleasantly surprised with the Australian Malbec, and just because it's something new. All of them were great. They no, they all honestly were great. I feel like the French is more oh, of an yeah. Andy wine, and that is something that you can enjoy while I am at work tomorrow. I will. <laughs> I, I, do, I believe you. Um, but tonight, I would like to enjoy the Australian and the Chilean. And I love that for once, we're on the same damn page. Maybe, we, maybe I am learning something about your... Yeah, <laughs> your or maybe, maybe my palate is becoming more refined like yours. All right, so I, <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't leave us with the greatest wine quote of all time. From a Ms. Leslie Nope of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yep. I'm going to be direct and honest with you. I would like a glass of red wine, and I'll take the cheapest one you have because I can't tell the difference. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's her be safe, be smart, be sanitary. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, because when it comes down to it, it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just if you, if you like it, great. And then, like we said, drink what you like. Um, yeah. But if you want to get a little a little um, adventurous, um, there's some fun things that you can do with that. Um, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, hopefully we can we can have start having a few one or two, maybe more people over fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and some things for you to try are maybe doing the picking a varietal. You know, if you all if you and you your friend group all like Rieslings. Try five different Rieslings. Yeah. I'll um, let Andy pick the wine. I'll pick the cheese. I'm, yeah. better, I'm better at cheese than I am with wine. Um, so that's, that's fun. There's also, again, by doing a Google search or on Pinterest, there's all kinds of different examples of like wine tasting note cards that have like oh, fun, yeah, cool graphics. And they can be as complex or as simple as you want. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, do I like it? Yes or no? Uh, or, you know, when I've seen ones that have like the little the wine glasses, notes. like five five wine glasses, and it's a one out of five or five out of five. Yeah, and then some of them have space for you to, to write notes. And I think if anything else, it just helps you remember wines. I used to, I used to try <laughs> to have wine nights with uh, my friends back in El Paso. And, and the concept was great because... It's like everybody bring your favorite or whatever bottle of wine you want. So everyone brings a bottle of wine. Yellowtail all around. Put them all <laughs> well, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not anything wrong with that. But I had friends that just didn't like wine or didn't. We're like in that, that like, well, I don't really know what I like. I didn't know. So I just brought, um, you know, I just brought a six pack of Shinerbog. And it's like, well, yes, the point was just to hang out and to, (laughs) to, so whatever. You brought beer. Okay. Uh, So some of them were more successful than others, but that's one way to do it. Um, And then the only other thing I want to say about wine is that there are plenty of um, establishments that will ship wine to you. So if you still um, are trying to... Uh, as we are, minimize the our outings and going mm-hmm. to stores and stuff like that. 
Uh, there are plenty of establishments that will ship to you. Um, three of the ones we have used, we've used Wine Insiders, uh, WineInsiders.com. Mm -hmm. um, Wine.com? Yes, Wine.com. TotalWines.com? Total Wine, yes. A lot of places have Total Wine stores, uh, which you can do like curbside pickup or whatever, but they do ship. Um, the only reason I would recommend wine.com is, so where it gets kind of maybe cost uh, costly is the shipping because it's expensive to ship wine. Yeah. Now wine.com has a, a program called um, like steward stewardship savings or something like that. It's an annual membership. It's $49 um, obviously for the year. And that gets you free shipping the entire year, whatever the size of your order yeah, is. Yeah, that's a deal. So that's great because if you're going to order a shit ton of wine, like 12 bottles. Like we do. Yeah, then it's it's included. Or you know what? Like we did tonight, we were trying to find Bethel. Malbecs. Um, and I only needed like three bottles from them. Reach it, you know, so so you don't have to worry about minimum order size or anything like that. And then you order from Bevmo. Yes, Bevmo has uh, Friday free shipping. Uh huh. Uh, they use uh, they use shipped, but you can they order anything pay us on, for this. on Bevmo. Right? <laughs> uh, but speaking of sponsorships that actually like that exist, that exist, that um, are current, you can get some like really cool wine accessories over at Collins and Coop. Yes. In San Diego, or you can order from them online, and they will deliver anywhere in the continental United States. And remember that Homebound Happy Hour listeners uh, get an exclusive 15% discount. Off, off their entire purchase. The entire purchase. So uh, use code HHH. All capitals. And uh, get, you, get you some cool glassware and accessories. Yeah. Some, some bar swag. It doesn't have to just be for wine. That's just what we're talking about today. Right. <laughs> no, they have well, we had a, no, and they had like an awesome sale for Women's Month. Oh, uh, fantastic! Yeah, it goes through Sunday. If if uh, if anyone gets there in time, you've got two more days after we publish this. Right. Um, anything we want to say about what we're watching or anything like that? Well, we watched like four wine documentaries. Well, that's right. <laughs> But, we you did, know, we're doing, we I mean, do we watched all the Psalms and we watched Sour Grapes, which is about, um, yes. like, the incredible scientist, basically, who recreated some, well, I mean, he was a con man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah he, he was, he, was a con man. <laughs> he, uh, he, like, invented wines. Well, he, he, um, counterfeited. So he counterfeited, counterfeit. that's wines. the word I was, thank you. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, if you like crime. Yeah, so if you like crime, wine and true crime. Yeah, watch this oh one. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's, he's got your back. Um, yeah, so that guy, Rudy, he, um, he learned how to counterfeit wines very scientifically, and that was fascinating. Uh, and there was also like a really cool like French winemaker who got to the bottom of all that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, ob obviously, like you know, this 
episode was like for people that maybe don't know where to start or yeah. you know things like that like we have said before we are not experts or professionals like so don't pick apart what we had to say but like I mean do if you want to but like know that we're not like coming at you with this wine stuff with any sort of like uh, book knowledge right we're just uh, uh, superiority. Uh, um, tasters Really. Right. If you if you have questions and and further, you know, of course, always reach out to us, uh, homeboundhappyhour at gmail dot com. There's links on our website to leave us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Or leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. What's that from? Uh, that's from Katie Nolan's podcast. Katie Nolan's podcast. Yeah. Sports with a question mark. Yeah, um, not just about sports though. No. Which I, that's why I like it. Yeah. Because they talk about the Bachelor and stuff. Yes, they do. Which, oh my God! I know we we, we didn't even. We, we don't have time. Even. We don't. But but the best part was probably the last part, which is the after the final rose. Yes, with for, Emmanuel Acho. Yes, uh, forcing the conversation that should have been had all along. Um, Agreed. So if you um, if you feel so inclined. Um, if anything, you know, check that out. Um, I think I think we're good, right? I think we're good for the week. Um, so with that, um, I'll just add hashtag stop Asian hate. Um, that's that's definitely something that that needs to that needs to end. Um, then, as we always say on Homebound Happy Hour, be safe, be smart, and be sanitary. Thank you for listening to Homebound Happy Hour. Stream or download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give our Facebook page a like at Homebound Happy Hour and follow on Instagram at Homebound Happy Hour Podcast.